This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. So if I'm sounding a little whispery, I am actually currently in Nova Scotia doing my show, The Real Black Swan, at Halifax Fringe. And so I am literally in the theater doing this podcast. And so there's shows happening right now. I'm, I'm actually in the lobby. And so it's kind of funny because there's a bartender there and I'm like, just so you know, I'm not talking to myself. I'm doing a podcast. I just, I just heard a bottle clink. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that also yeah. explains why you're wearing the mask then. You're, you're in an area with, uh, with other people. Yes. Uh, yes. And here in Halifax, they are playing safely here at the fringe. They're playing by the rules. Everybody's got to be masked. Thank God. Cause I've been on tour since I've been on tour since like July and every place that I went shows were dropping like flies because of COVID exposure. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so I'm happy. I'm happy here. They are actually making us mask up. Well, gentlemen, it's been a month. It has been a minute. We've, we've yeah. yes. We've all had stuff going on in our lives, we've, and we should probably like say up front that this isn't going to be a normal full episode where we talk about movies from Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel. Because uh, no. because of all, all this stuff going on in our lives, we thought let's do something light and fun and short. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and, yeah, it's been a rough year for the cast of a lifetime of hallmark but we're here for our audience yeah right we're here to entertain and, you and, and entertain ourselves and so we are talking because so if you're if you're a listener to this podcast if you're a long-term listener you know how we love jack hay love we love jack hay and so we've and we, we've discussed ooh, we, we've discussed on past episodes that jack hay actually had her own show for a hot second and it was a spinoff of 227 and it was called it was called jack hay right yes yeah which is weird because it was a spinoff of a show where her character wasn't named jack hay her character was named sandra and yes, and and she played Sandra on the show. It would be like if the show Frasier, instead of being called Frasier, if they named it Kelsey. Right, right. Yeah, but that, was, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. But he's playing Fla- Frasier. Even yeah. though it's called Kelsey, he was still Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, one of the many and, problems with the Jack A TV yes, pilot. Yes, but before we get into the TV pilot... Kurt, do you have any black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Yes, well, this was all over the news. Um, I am reading this from Complex.com. So Black China is continuing to make bank on OnlyFans. According to research published 
Dr. Statista. The 34-year-old mother of two raked in $20 million per month in 2021, making her the top-earning creator on the platform. China, who launched her OnlyFans in April 2020, charges a monthly subscription of $19.99, which gives users exclusive access to a mix of not-safe-for-work photos and videos. If the numbers are correct... That I would say that depends on your job. <laughs> no, yes, to, don't play it at work. All right, so that adds up to two hundred forty uh, million dollars in twenty twenty one alone. This figure, this figure, heavily differs from what was reported during her ultimately unsuccessful court battle against the Kardashians earlier this year. TMZ reported in April that the case revealed China's main moneymaker seems to be OnlyFans, of which she claims she's made one million adding that her income was $2 million in 2020, 2019, and 2018. The 34-year-old spoke about her decision to join the platform during a 2020 interview with Baller Alert, saying she was using the income to expand her career and support her family. I'm on OnlyFans so I can support the music because that stuff is not cheap at all, she said, getting studio time, engineers, wardrobe, marketing. I'm using all these different hustles to support that and my kids. That's the ultimate goal, to keep up their living of how they're living now. I don't want to be that parent where they have this now, then when they get older, they don't have it. I'm a single black female supporting my kids. I don't get any child support, so I have all these things like Black China's Closet, the Dynasty Group, my music, the OnlyFans, Lash Cosmetics, promos that I do for other people, other companies to keep my household together. That's it. Well, you know, okay, I got to say, I can't be mad at Black China for this. I still don't believe that figure. Somebody is lying here, whether it's this this site that claims that she made 20 million per month and 240 million last year, or it's Black China lying in court papers so she can get more money out of a, a custody suit or something. Somebody's lying here. But Jason, I got to tell you, I actually read a similar figure in other publications. So I think it has to be around there. Don't you think? Well, that depends. If one publication is, is printing that figure or publishing that figure and then everyone else runs with it, which is what happens a lot with these stories, then it becomes, you know, what everyone believes is the truth. It isn't necessarily true. I bet she, I, I bet she does make over a million though. Yeah, like maybe not twenty million a month. That, that, and that's what I'm questioning. I'm questioning if she made two hundred forty. Is she? They're saying she made a quarter of a billion dollars last year. That seems a little off. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but I, I bet only fans. Maybe if I could make like you know fifteen dollars on there, I, I might be right. happy just with that. But yeah, I, I bet she does make over a million. Though. Yeah. That I believe. That I believe. That's be worth fifteen bucks. Who do you think is the number two and number three on this OnlyFans? Uh, okay. There's so many. It, like Denise Richards. Well, the number two, a person I never even heard of. This is a, a Bella Thorne. Okay. I, oh, I know, I know who that is. I know she makes eleven million per month. And yeah, then number is. three is Cardi B. They say she I makes love nine Cardi point, B. Nine point three four million per month. I love Cardi B so much. Now, Bella Thorne's subscription is free, but she oh. charges for exclusive content. Cardi B subscription is four ninety nine. Right. I tell you, I got it. We, we we have to get in on this. I know. I'm in the wrong. I don't know where we're gonna get out of it, but 
I wonder though. I wonder how men do on OnlyFans. Oh, there's plenty of men on there. They're they're all porn stars. But, But I wonder if they do as well as the women. Is what I mean. Like financially. I think it depends on the man, and I think it depends on your audience. It depends on what you're charging. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I definitely I have I got to respect China's game. I'm telling you. (laughs) I want a piece of China. Right. Well, I guess I guess for, you know, a lot of people want a piece of China. That's why she's doing so. (laughs) If you're talking about like custody stuff, that would be like her ex-husband would be saying that she's making all that money. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that. either either he's saying it or she's downplaying the figure when reporting right. her earnings so that she can get money. But remember when yeah. she remember when they said that she didn't have a bank account, right? And so, and and if she's making two hundred forty million, she's got to be way out earning Rob Kardashian. Oh, for because sure. Rob shuns yeah. the spotlight, unlike his sister. So he's not really but, making any money money off the family name the way they are. Unless what do you mean Chris she doesn't have a is, bank account? Where's the money? No, Where's she keeping that, the money? Like under a bank. That's what they said in the trial. Remember, they said that she didn't have a bank account. She's keeping it in an air mattress. Yeah, I guess. And, and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm sure that Rob, like Chris Jenner, is taking care of Rob for sure. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Good. Anywho, doing well. <laughs> right? I need to. I need to. I need to get an OnlyFans or something. Then something. you know. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about this show, Jack Hay. So, <laughs> but okay. so I, I have a confession. So I okay. I well, first of all, I'm the one that suggested that we watch this as something short. Even though right. I had suffered through this pilot a couple of months ago and told right. you all about it. So I watched it again, but because I was watching it again and I was like running late to record, I watched it on YouTube at one and a quarter speed. And I will tell you that that rule in uh, comedy direction of faster is funnier is actually true. There were a couple moments in watching it this time where I actually laughed. They did, I didn't find funny when I watched it the first time in normal speed. Okay, and uh, and I will confess, I, there was a moment when I squealed out loud and was very happy. And I'm sure you two can guess when it was, and we'll get there. So I will confess that I looked up every actor who's on the show, and I came up with surprising results. Oh. Even but even Bernard, I was fascinated that the one guy's name was Bernard. B hyphen N A R D. Yeah, Bernard Lewis. <laughs> I wrote I down no all of the cast names because I assumed that we were going to. I assumed we were to discuss them all. <laughs> so all the information. So, so okay. So, do you want to like once we like as we go through it and the actors pop up? Then, do you want to give us the information? Well, um, I can tell you right now. Generally. Generally, they are actors who kind of had their heyday, 80s, 90s, a little bit, and then they kind of tapered off. Um, the biggest the biggest star in the show, of course, is her boss. He was Tyne Daly's husband in right. Agony and Lace. Oh, I knew that he looks familiar. Okay. That is John Carlin. He passed away 
two years ago. He went on to be Harvey. Because remember, did you ever watch Cagney and Lacey? And he'd always be like, Harvey, Harvey. I used to watch that, so I, I remembered him. And he was also in Dark Shadows. He was a regular on that show from 1967 or oh, 1967 wow. yeah, to 71, it looks like. So he okay. had a long career. Yeah. 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 And, and just for okay. context of like the look and feel of this show, this pilot was made in 1989, which means it would have premiered that fall. So it was very late 80s, early 90s in terms of the fashion, in terms of the music, in terms of just the right. overall, the premise of the show even really right. is sort of tied to that time. Yeah. Right. It aired on it aired on May 11th, 1989. The, the, the premise, by the way, that they they just like went like the friendship they just went right way right into their friendship like there was no build-up there was no getting to know well, you i mean that's that's a, a pilot they basically need to have a a reason to have sandra getting along with other women and they basically made this, this story is like you know sandra was kind of combative with mary on 227 so right. here they're like no sandra's the lead she she's got to be a little more likable so now she's going to get along with some people so, so, so we start off, and I don't know why we start off in an Italian restaurant, but we start oh, off in an no. Italian well, restaurant. Well, that's her home. Yeah, they they Wait. they fucked up the furniture delivery from her move from Washington D.C. to New York oh. City, and that's where her home looked like an Italian restaurant. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so, so we start off with Sandra, and yes, Sandra has moved from Washington D.C. to New York. And they, yeah, so yeah, they're talking about how they lost her luggage and, um, and a hot, a hot repairman comes over and Sandra He's tells the moving him guy. that she, the moving guy yes. and Sandra tells him that she moved to New York to work in the film industry. She was going to be a wardrobe person. Yeah. And Midway Productions. Right. Right. And so she's talking, the guy, the mover's very cute. So then she does her Sandra, you know. Well, she also, well, she offered him, uh, Kurt, you, I'm sure you picked up on this, to, to hit on him, she offered him a beverage, cookie, or pasta. Right. Kurt, yeah, were you, yeah. all that was well, missing. I, I definitely would have stayed for that. All that was missing for Kurt is like cake. Like, hey, yeah. you, want some, you want some cake? <laughs> so, I, so that. I, I don't know how much I want to get. I, I, I went out with this this this, this, this woman one time, and I, <laughs> so I go to her home, and she's like, "I'm gonna go out. Um, do you want me to? Do you, do you, I'm gonna get you some food. What would you like?" And I was like, "Hmm, I'll have some pasta, and I'll have some apple pie." <laughs> oh, and did she get it? She did. Oh, she made me some spaghetti and some apple pie. I mean, she she was amused by this request, but I figured. I could order whatever I wanted, so. But hey, she did. Oh, so, so then, so then, Sandra's boss. So, so Sandra's boss slash boyfriend. Comes Not over. boyfriend. She made that and, clear. It wasn't her boyfriend. Oh, that's no, right. Oh, oh, it's something going on there. But that's right. She wasn't going to sleep with him. They were going to keep it above board. Yeah, I think they had. Because he started to get, he started to get handsy, and she was like, "We got to keep it professional." It was a different time. Now, I must say, Jack Hay looked great. Yeah. Of course she did. I, 
because okay so i want so jack hay is on my favorite show days of our lives where she plays the fabulous paulina price who is um, whose husband is running for governor so she's going to be the first lady of salem and so i see jack hay on my television every day and i forgot that she was actually young she was very young well, this was that. 33 years ago less true okay true <laughs> yeah true um but she yeah but she I, was like the the hot you know the 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 hot bombshell on 227 that was her whole right. character right right and and and, and before 227 she was lily on another world and I actually went back and watched some another world clips when she was on there, and she was like, you know, quite the quite the catch. Mm. Oh, so anyway, we find out that her movie company that she's going to work for is actually a porn company because yeah. <laughs> the moving guy recognized the the owner of the porn company and starts rattling off titles and like knows their entire catalog of movies. Right, right. Well, we're going to revisit this because uh, there is an actress in this show who um, had that kind of career. Oh, after doing, what? After doing this pilot. Okay. After the, after the, after after the, the pilot. pilot. Huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm intrigued. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Okay. So, so, the, I'll, so I'll then, let you know when she um, arrives. So then our next scene we see uh, we see the tough talking neighbor and she's in the lobby of the of the building and we Wait, see a, there's a, a cub scout there's a cub scout yeah, i did right. imdb this cub scout okay oh. so yeah the cub scout walks in first tell us about the cub scout where is the cub well, scout well he appeared today? on 30 he, he appeared on 32 episodes of small wonder oh hey, another sure. show did you guys watch small wonder i loved small wonder and it's a terrible show she's oh, Fantastic, made of plastic. That, that paid his way through a state college. I can tell you that if he lived in state. I, um, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there now because I'm never going to do anything with the idea. But with like all the reboots and stuff, I legitimately think somebody should do Small Wonder, like redo Small Wonder, but do it as like a sci-fi drama. Like this guy really creates this robot girl and has her living amongst the family. Oh, okay, so we, kind of, we own that. No, we own that now because we need to work together on this. Okay. Because so I wanted to like, do a small wonder reboot as well. Okay. So I'm so, putting so, a little copyright on this right okay, now. Okay. So, so yeah. like what they did for The Fresh Prince. Yes. The Fresh Prince was like, you know, a yes. comedy, but now it's been rebooted as a serious show. Yes, exactly. So small. Now, would, would Vicky be a kid or would she be an adult Vicky? It, it would oh, be a kid. Like it would, it would be the original, the same problems of the show. Like this dad creates this robot girl, but uh, but it's like it's hard gritty drama where but like set you in know the twenties. Yeah, yeah, set in present okay. day. Oh, yeah. Like and she okay. looks super realistic and it's really believable. Oh. But like you know, then you get into like government espionage and stuff like that, and they're trying to right. hide the fact that they have this robot living with them. I sign off on this. Yeah. I I like this idea. Okay. I'm in. I, I like this. So we didn't things get yeah. yeah. We no, claim say, it. Yeah, did, didn't things get weird in the actual show? Small wonder because they they were getting like the third or fourth season, and the girl was getting taller. So they had to yes. They well, had to say it, that they it, added 
um, elements to her arms to make her longer. <laughs> Which, yes. I, when they did that, and re- I was a kid when that show was on, I remember thinking, okay, that's actually a smart writing move to, you know, to write that into the plot. Why didn't they also create a program that makes her voice sound more natural when she talks? <laughs> yeah. and, or and, like, and also couldn't they buy her know. more than one outfit right because she had that same dress <laughs> robots are expensive they save money on clothes by spending money on robots yeah. and then who's the little nosy neighbor girl the little harriet 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 was really that and Edie mcclurg played her mom <laughs> oh, we're all right. the same age yeah we're, we're like we're we're, we're about the same age. So, you, so, so Jason, you you were the same. You were like high school age watching that. I couldn't yeah. tolerate That's, that show. <laughs> I mean, I, I it was just like because it was you know first run syndication was on in the week. I don't know that I was high school. I was probably middle school. No, no, I was in acting really school. school so hard, you, I, think. I, I guess I'm a little older than you guys because I was in acting school when. This well, I mean, I just out. turned fifty last month. So, so, okay, so I'm six years older. Okay. And and my friends and I used to watch Small Wonder stoned. That's that's how I watched the Jack A. Pilot the first time, by the way. (laughs) Oh, okay. So so the Boy Scout comes in because Sandra has been mugged. Yeah, it sounds really disturbing. It was brutal mugging. It was pretty fucking graphic. They poured gasoline on her head. They poured gasoline made- on her head and threw her in a trunk, and it's played for laughs. Yeah, and she's from she, I know New York. They're just they're trying to like make New York look so tough, but isn't the D.C. area kind of kind of rough too? Yeah, uh, yeah. even especially back then. Yeah. Back, especially back then when this was made, <laughs> wasn't Marion Barry the the mayor of D.C. and this yeah. those years? And this was made at the height of Marion Barry's yeah. reign. So so yeah so so she shows up and, and and she's a little you know she's a little worse for wear and I say so and so the tough talking neighbor is like you know by the way did you notice how this character always was chewing gum like every scene she chewed gum that's your thing and, that was a fiction and a so attitude so, I mean yeah, th- so this was at the height of. Sit, bad sitcom stereotypes. Right. This is this is where every sitcom you had your characters had to have some sort of stupid stereotype that made them instantly identifiable. Right. So she was the tough talking, the tough talking wacky neighbor. Um, oh, and, and this show seemed about as New York as the Sahara Desert. Oh yeah. Right. So so then so then Jack Hay so then she she. She deduces that Sandra is new in town. And so after knowing her for two seconds, she's like, so Sandra tells her that, you know, her job didn't go through. So she's like, you want a job? I can get you a job. As, as the assistant, as the assistant um, at, what was it called? The theme something? Oh, God, so I, I forgot what it was called. Oh, I did write it down. Is Sensation Health and Fitness? Yes, yeah, Sensation. So it... Yeah. So it was it was a fitness club slash uh, nail salon. Right. What the hell? <laughs> By the way, okay, so I'm talking about this and there's someone else in the room and I'm like, I'm like very, I'm like, okay, it's a podcast. Cause I'm like, I'm sure that this person's wondering what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> 
It's like a live show. <laughs> so, so yes, it was. We watch it. We don't know what the hell we're gym. talking about. That's true. And, and so she. Oh, so yeah, she's going to be the assistant manager. And and so at first, Sandra didn't want to do it, but then she's like, "Well, there's a lot of men," and Sandra was like, Ooh. and that was all yeah, she needed. She's thirsty. And it should, right. we should point out in this moment, because we'll come back to it later in the episode, but this uh, neighbor slash new friend, Stephanie, uh, is telling Sandra that the job's up for grabs because Stephanie is going to be moving away with her boyfriend. Yes. Yes. She's leaving New York. Yeah. Ooh. So Sandra is going to be taking this woman's job, and that right. is never addressed at the end of the episode. Right. Well, because that's, that's right, because Stephanie's like, I'll put in a good word for you yeah. since it's my job. Yeah. So so then they go. So the next scene, um, they go to the gym. It's very 80s. Yeah. It was, I was thrown way back into the 1980s looking at this gym. Yeah. Like, you know, neon signs and like very bright, like that, that very 80s, like mall sort right. of furniture that you would see you know very think like the over our heads set on facts of life like that right. 80s right you know a lot of neon a lot of like spandex a lot of neon exercise and like the, it looked very like jazzercise the, the biggest hair everyone had huge 80s hair huge 80s hair jazzercise outfits when you say over our heads, was that the, the shop that they had before Edna's Edibles? It was after yes. Edna's Edibles. It was after yeah. Edna's Edibles burned down and they opened the novelty, like Spencer's Gifts Like store. I thought it was is, the other way around. And no. this, is, this is before no. Mrs. Garrett left and she was replaced with Beverly Ann. Yeah. Right? Correct. And, and then when Beverly Ann was there, it was over our heads. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the, the show went, they were uh, first season, they were living in the dorm. And then the next few seasons, they were living in the cafeteria in that, that room there. And then when they graduated, then they were living uh, with Mrs. Garrett at Edna's Edibles above there. And then that burned yeah. down. And then they were living above over our heads. Right. Right. And, and, um, and then, yeah, and then, right, Clooney and George Clooney, yeah. George Clooney was on the show. Yeah. Then, During the overhead seasons, yes. Then Mrs. Garrett left and Beverly Ann showed up and the show kept on going yeah. until they were well before, into adulthood. I remember at that, at that time there was a, there was a TV critic that wrote of Cloris Leachman <laughs> from last picture show to worst television show. And then, and then there was going to be there was going to originally when facts of life ended, there was going to be a spinoff where they made Eastland mm-hmm. um, co-ed. Cause remember Seth green was on the last episode. Yep. And, and so they were going to make Eastland co-ed and Blair was going to be the headmaster yep. or headmistress. Yep. But there's, but the pilot, it never, it never saw the light of day no. because they were probably like, okay, we did Jack Hay spinning off from two G seven and look what happened then. So well, this, I mean, we they, they yeah, try yeah. this with a lot of shows. It's called a planted spinoff where basically you, you've got a, you write an episode of your currently airing series and you either take one of your current characters or a, like a totally outside character and you, and you make that spinoff pilot as one of the regular episodes of the other show it's like a, it's a right. budgetary move and then sometimes right. they pick it up and sometimes they don't right. Right. which which i would have watched that that facts of life spinoff you know, i think facts of life had its had its run that's, that's true 
And then Tootie went on to Living Single. Oh, so anyway, okay, so so Sandra's so so Sandra is filling out her application and eating and getting ready to eat a candy bar. And we find out that she has like no work experience, which is weird because on 227, Sandra had a job, like, and she worked in an office because they would always talk about it. Because she'd always call in sick and go shopping. While she's eating that chocolate bar, there's a woman, a very fit woman. Yes. Walks up and, and, uh, Sandra's very upset. Sandra's kind of intimidated. She, she doesn't eat her chocolate bar. That's the woman I'm talking about. She went into a, her career took a turn after this TV pilot. <laughs> and she went into porn. I could tell you what she did. Um, yes. So she was a Playboy centerfold before that. Oh. And oh, her nice. name is Terry Weagle. Uh-huh. She was in such movies as The Cougar Club 4 and oh. 2. She was in Masturbation Nation 5. Oh, there you go. Um, that is the best our, one. What's that? That's the best of them. Right. Probably, yeah. Well, you didn't see six. Oh, and they phoned in it in, in four, though. They really did. Big Tits at Work, which is listed as a TV <laughs> series. It's a, t- it's a TV series. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where it, this must be on HBO Max. She, well, she was in one episode of Big Tits at Work. The episode was called Bent Over Time Hours. So oh, there you go. Yeah. This was in 2013 she was doing this. So. Should oh, we watch those for the podcast? Hmm? Should yes. we watch those movies for the podcast too? Right. Do you want me to try to get her on? Get her on. Get her as a guest. Get her as a guest really? for this podcast. Do you really want to do that? No. I, I'm totally serious. No. Yes. <laughs> Kurt Fitzpatrick, if you could get her as a guest on this podcast, I <laughs> let's get well, her let's let's get her on boat. Then we'll have to have the Pornhub math guy on again with her. Yes, we'll have him back. Yeah, we have okay. a lot of porn people on. Like, what, what's what are we becoming well, here? Our we'll, podcast we'll have, is taking a turn. We'll have him know. back. If you guys want me to, I'll give it an hour. It sounds like yes. Russ is really into it. Yes. yes. All right. Yes. And the Pornhub guy was a good guest, actually. Yes. Good lord. <laughs> I'm just looking to see if there's anything else we could talk about because she was on the Jack K show, so we we could talk about that. She was right. in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, was some, like, okay. Kind of legit stuff. Miami Vice. She had some little. Looks like she was an extra in that. Um, yeah. I mean, this is first in ten. She had a couple. She was also oh, Predator Two. She had, oh. she had a run on. She had a recurring role in Married with Children, and then she went oh. into the. Then she went into um, all these other movies, so including so- Auntie, Auntie Lee's Meat Pies. She was in that. <laughs> Like oh. honestly, do we? It, it, maybe she does. Maybe she she's got no shame about it. But I, she's got to be in her sixties. Do you think a woman in her sixties is going to want to talk to three strange men she doesn't know about her oh. adult film career? But then maybe she'll be like, "I still got it." Maybe I don't uh, know. She was born in nineteen sixty-two. She would be sixty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So maybe she's you know you know it's worth the shot. Yes. It couldn't hurt. I mean, the, our our guest list is really happening. Uh, it says, though she started her porno career at a relatively older age compared to most women in the industry, and then it, has, it says twenty nine. Twenty nine is the age. Wow. Uh, the former the former Playboy playmate quickly became one of the most famous hardcore stars in porn history. Wow. Okay, wow, well, that's notable. Okay, yeah, yeah so, we want notable guests. Yes. All right. Well, yeah. I know so, I got my work cut out for me. Okay. Oh, so, so speaking of <laughs> speaking of notable, 
Speaking of notable, so JK's filling, Sandra's filling out her application, and this guy walks by with a notable head of hair. This was like the big blonde 80s hair, and I guess he was supposed oh, to yeah. be the, the hunk of the show, Sven. Yeah. Kato Kalen. He looked like a, a better looking Kato Kalen. Yes, Sven was cute. I gave uh, Sven was very cute. But that hair, I couldn't get over that hair. Like that, uh, nope. And his accent, his accent was there sometimes and sometimes not. Yeah, he didn't need to have an accent. Yeah, and 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 Sandra was instantly smitten. Oh yeah, A himbo. And and she so, was stigmatized by his juicing skills. Yes, she was. This used yes. to happen at shows. I should remember this, but they would just like kind of. Throwing a himbo for like yeah. uh, a comic candy. relief, eye candy and comic relief. Yeah. I mean, they, they throw so, in himbos and bimbos for the same reason. It's it, right, you know yeah. you're trying to get eyeballs on the show, so you're like, let's have something pretty to look at. So, so then, so so I didn't get how this other guy fit. So this guy walks in either. and he looks like a pimp. Like seriously, I thought he was the owner. But he, he's not. No, he's like a he's, sales guy. They, 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 it took some explaining because they were trying to like have a younger, hipper guy on the show, right. I think, to balance out right. the fact that Sandra was the lead. Um, and they right. were trying to make him a bit of a player and a bit of right. a schemer. So he's sort of a, you know, if this show were to go to series, he'd be a bit of a match for Sandra in terms of like their personalities. So he was okay. like a ladies man and he would, and it was, and it was apparent that he would go for the older ladies that would come in to get their nails done. Cause remember it was a nail salon and a gym. Yeah. He was like the sales guy for the nail salon and would go after these old ladies because they all had like a ton of money and they would right. like buy him shit. Right. And cause he had a Rolex. Yeah. But he also yeah. like, he's wearing a Rolex, but he's dressed at chess King. Right, and the hair was like the hair was just dynamic. Yeah, his name was Zoltan, or that's the name he went Zoltan. by. Zoltan. His name was Zoltan, but Chess his king. but his real his 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 state his actor name was Bernard Bernard, but B Bernard, yeah, B hyphen N A R D. So what what happened to Bernard? Do you get the Chess King look, reference, Kurt? The what? Chess, chess king, king. You guys know Chess, chess king. king? Is it still around? I no, used to no. wear Chess King. No, I, it is I, no I longer. I remember, I remember Chess King being around when I was in high school. It was at the Deptford Mall. So, so what happened to Jersey? Uh, let me take a look here. Oh, yeah. I, I did look him up. He had a, he had a bit of a run, not quite as much of a run as some of these other people. Right, He's very on, attractive. So he wasn't in Big Tits at Work. No, he kind of did his own stuff. He like he like he he directed a couple things. Looking oh. at Bernard Lewis. He had, more, he had a legit career, but kind of short. So he did, um, last thing he did was in 2017. That's not bad. He has something announced. But he kind of played, so he played Officer 2 and Father Figures. I don't know what that is. So it looks like he played like very small parts. He only has about one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah, he has, he has like 12 credits. Looks like. He's very attractive. He's been in things over the years. He he went, he had a credit in like 1989. The next thing was 95. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. And then 2000. Then it goes 2009. 2000, the next next was 2017. So uh -huh. who knows? So, that's some a, stuff. Just directed so, so some then, stuff. Produced some stuff. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good for yeah. him. So, so then Sandra gets called in for her interview. And I wrote in big letters, Harvey. Because it was Harvey from Cagney and Lacey. 
And so he was the boss. He looked very beleaguered, very put upon, kind of like he had like a Lou Grant. Yeah, I I wrote down that this was like clearly a bad ripoff of the Lou Grant, Mary Richards interview scene from that show's pilot. Yeah, he was very just, he was very just, you know, just like exhausted for no reason. And so, oh, and so when she comes into his office, she, his office is a mess, but she finds a pair of boxing gloves. So he starts to interview her. He realizes that she has no experience. He's not going to hire her. But then Sandra starts talking about boxing. And that... She's reading the, of a magazine. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so that, he was so entranced by her boxing knowledge that he said, okay, I'll give you a trial run. Boom. So Sandra is now in. So yep, it has been established. She's working at the salon. She's getting a trial run. So, when the hi- so then the hijinks were supposed to revolve around that. Yes. So, so, so then we run into Stephanie again and she's chomping gum and, and Sandra's like, guess what, Stephanie, I got a trial run. And we meet Stephanie's, we meet Stephanie's boyfriend. The one she's going to move away with. He's like doing some yes. wiring at the, uh, at the health club slash nail salon slash juicery. Yes. Roger. So, so, so then he's like, so he's like doing some, some repairs and there's a woman who's getting her nails done that all of a sudden starts giving stock tips. And so what he does is he eavesdrops on the stock stock tips and then goes and calls his girlfriend on the side and gives her the stock tips. Yeah. Now I'm curious about how illegal something like like that is if you over here well if you, if you if you overhear something i think it's it would be illegal if the the woman getting her nails done specifically told somebody hey move my money because this is going to benefit right. me because i know that this thing is going on with my husband's company but so, yeah, this guy overhearing like this guy doesn't really technically have access to insider info. He's just overhearing right. something at a nail salon. Right. I, so, I don't so, know if the government views it that way, but I think that it's it's very much a, a grayer area for him than it is for her. Right. I would say. And also, how could you? How could they really prove he's doing inside in, inside trading? It's a little. That's a little difficult. Yeah. So, so then, meanwhile, so so um, the 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 pimp, because I, I kept on writing the pimp, the pimp looking guy, Sandra shot him down, and so he was trying to get her, and she was like, "I'm not even having this." And so he was talking to Sven and asking Sven, "What am I doing wrong? Why doesn't Sandra like me?" And so then. We cut to Sandra, and she's got to clean her boss's office, or she's got to clean the stock room or something. No, she's, like, redoing his files. Okay, so, yeah, so she's redoing the files. I guess the office is, like, a mess. And so while she's doing her files, the boyfriend goes in and makes a phone call to his girl on the side, and Sandra overhears it. And so Sandra, being the good friend as she, that she is, even though they've known each other for like a day, 
Sandra goes and tells Stephanie, your boyfriend is cheating on you. And Stephanie gets mad, of course. Now, meanwhile, there's a surly receptionist, and she's just surly for no reason and doesn't take calls for no reason and doesn't pass the calls to other people for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's a running joke, and it's kind of a weak joke. And this, was a, this was a stock sitcom character that you had back then, the, the receptionist that couldn't be bothered to do their job. And I will tell you, there is somebody that did a much better better job of it on a funnier show Ellen DeGeneres uh, was on a show called Open House and she played right. this uh, receptionist named Margot and every time she was on screen she was hilarious so it wasn't like Miss DePesto because remember Miss DePesto and was like yeah. Miss DePesto was a happy receptionist well she like, was good Ms. at her job too Miss DePesto loved her job yeah and she was good at it Mr. Pesto was my the, was my prime. favorite person on that show. I seriously would watch it for Ms. DePesto. I revisited I revisited the first episode of Moonlighting and it really is it really is a good show. It holds up. Oh, that's Someone good to know. Oh really? Because yeah. yeah, yeah, I was wondering well, and, and also I forgot I forgot how funny Sybil Shepherd is. Like she is crackerjack. Wow, that's good to know that it yeah. aged well. Yeah. So so then um, oh, for some reason, oh, like, so the receptionist would pretend, for example, like, like she put someone on hold and would sing music. She sang Muskrat Love to somebody. <laughs> okay. That sounds funny the way you describe it, but it wasn't funny when I was watching. No, it, the execution was terrible. And also, like, if she's going to be surly receptionist that doesn't want to do her job, she's then putting effort into not doing her job. By singing right. a song. So, so the problem then, is the show, the show is kind of dragging along as it is, so you don't need right. a character who's purposely dragging things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, she heard, that character was filler. Yeah. So, so then we see this woman, she's, and her, her back is turned to us, and so I knew that it was going to be a cameo, and my first thought was, oh my God, it's going to be Mary. And so she's getting, her, she's getting her nails done, and she's giving stock tips again. So the boyfriend once again goes to call his woman on the side and Steph and and didn't Sandra confront him? Sandra first? confronts him and he basically admits it out loud. It's and as he's admitting in a public it, place. yeah, as he's admitting it, Stephanie walks up. Right. And so then he did, did she do the right thing? Because I remember Abby, dear Abby, years ago said that. It, you find out your friend is being cheated on. You should not say anything. Right. But, and especially since Sandra didn't really know her. They like, they literally know each other for a day. Yeah. But this woman also like helped Sandra in a time of need and got her a job. So Sandra is trying to like be a solid friend and actually like repay the favor. So, so the guy literally is just like, well, okay, I was caught. See ya. That was it. Yeah, like one and done. You got, you got me. Bye, and just leave. I didn't look up his. I didn't look. I didn't look him up on the IMDb. Let me see. And and, I forget his name. And so, so, so then Stephanie is very upset. Stephanie, Stephanie is very upset. And then Sandra goes into a monologue about how you need to stick this out and don't quit. And I'm going to be here and we're friends. You go, girl. 
everything. Yeah, this this was the, the moment in in the pilot where they're like, they got some network notes that said we need to make Sandra more of an anchor of the show, so she's right. got to be the lead, not the wacky side character. So we've got to make her more sympathetic, and she's going to be the the one leading the charge here. Right. So so then so then so she gives her monologue right. And so then, so then Stephanie then says, okay, you're right, Sandra, I'm going to stay. So now we never know. So now they both have, do they both have the same job? Right. That's what I want to know. Like, how does she, how is she able to stay now? Right. So, so then the woman still has her back turned to us. Right. And so I'm thinking it's going to be Mary, but then she turns around and I was like, oh my God, it's Pearl. (laughs) Helen Martin. I used to love Pearl. Which makes no sense. Makes no sense that she's there. Because Pearl is in, because 227 was set in Washington, D.C., and this is in New York. But Pearl is there. So we're we're supposed to believe that Sandra very quickly got her elderly friend to make her way up to New York City so they could catch this D-bag in a lie. Right. Right. Now, Pearl looks great. Pearl well, she, was very I mean, she just had her nails done. Lovely hat. She had her <laughs> nails. Her shit. nails were fabulous. Yeah. So she had a scheme. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just thought Pearl was randomly there. I wasn't. And, and, and remember, like that. this was only twenty four hours after she got there. Yeah. So this is like you know, <laughs> she was <laughs> quick. So and, and DC between four New York hours. and DC is like a three, is it a four hour drive or a three hours? I think hours it's like drive? four. I think it's like four hours. You can do the like train. Hours. You can do the like train in like three or four, but it's still like it's not four, a super four. quick trip. Yeah. To to so, like come up she's to do your friend lady. a favor. She, yeah. Yeah. Should she be driving? Maybe she took a bus. So she probably took a bus. She probably took the bus. train. Unless <laughs> this is quite an argument. Unless Sandra sprung for a flight. Because a flight would only be what, like an hour or a half hour. Sandra no, can't afford a flight. She just either. got, she just started a new job at a health club. She doesn't have money True. for a flight. Well, well was the, it was the eighties. It was the eighties, so things were yeah, cheaper back then. She's got to like go through security, all that kind of stuff. But it's just too much hassle. No, this was in the eighties. This was before security. They've no had security. security at airports since before nine eleven. Less. That's but not a new back, concept but, in but air was, travel. But remember, this was back when if your friend flew in, you could go and meet them at the gate. That's yeah, true. you could. Remember, and then remember, there's a plane that you could actually. What was it? People's Express or one of the planes where you could actually buy your ticket on the plane. No, I don't remember that. Yes, I'm, I'm totally serious. Oh, is that when they had those? Uh, what were they called? Uh, commuter flights. Yeah, commuters. They sit on the plane. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be like people be all be like bunched up in a plane, like they're sitting on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, anyway, well, anyway, so Pearl was there. So then Stephanie. So then, so everybody was happy, and so then Sandra. Sandra was like, "Okay, let's go to breakfast." And then, of course, it was the trope. Uh, then Stephanie's like, I'll buy. And Sandra's like, oh, no. and that was the end. <laughs> well, but Pearl's going to get some money, eat some free food, too. Because I remember an episode of 227 where their like their daughter was working at McDonald's and they all went to they all went there. And like so the, so the daughter was going to pay for his food. So they tried to they all try to order something, you know, like small. But then. Pearl got up and she said, I'll have a Big Mac and a milkshake and an apple pie. Well, she made you know Academy what? Award Pearl... winner Regina King pay for all that food. 
right? Oh, well, Regina, yeah. Well, she she now she can afford it. Well, you know what? I mean, Pearl came all the way from DC, and my phone is saying your battery is low and your phone might hang up soon. And this is perfect timing because we're at the end of the episode. Yeah, but I just wanted to say the guy who played Roger, okay, his name is Frank mm-hmm. Lou. So he he had a pretty good he had a pretty good run. His last credit was uh-huh. in '99, but he was on Baywatch and Jag, Silk oh. Stockings, All My Children, Walker Texas Ranger, Sisters. Oh man, it's the, the oh. Empty Nest, Facts of Life. He was oh. two episodes of that. He also was also in the Doctors, ninety episodes of the Doctors. Oh, remember that show? Well, that's good. You anyway. oh the spinoff of Nurse? No, I'm thinking Nurse System. Right? Okay. No, the Doctors was the the show that Al Baldwin was on, I think, years ago. Uh, so proper. Oh, well, well, anyway, we finished this just in time. My phone is going to die. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at my website lescorkendallbarrett.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Les Kirkendall Barrett. And if you happen to be in the Halifax area, I have three more performances of my show, The Real Black Swan, Confessions of America's Next Black Drag Queen at Halifax, at the Halifax Fringe Festival. And you could get that at www.halifaxfringe.ca. Jason. Uh, if you want to rate or review us, please do so. Leave us uh, five stars on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Helps other people find us. You can find all of us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. And I have a plug coming up. I'm just going to tease that here. Ooh. I'm I'm going oh, to be it's okay. it looks very good that I'm going to be on another podcast, a pretty big one too. Oh. Uh I can't wait to tell you about it, but but uh make, yeah. Make sure you mention us. I will. I don't you worry. Uh Kurt, how can we find you? Oh, so I had to cancel my Indianapolis shows, but I am going to be performing in Philadelphia in the Philadelphia Fringe Festival. Oh, nice. Um so you you can go to KurtFitzpatrick.com is Kurt K-U-R-T and has all the information. I'm going to perform in Philomoka in uh, Philly Fringe on September, Friday, September 16th and Friday, September 23rd. Nice. And remember, we are always open to listener suggestions. So if you have a Hallmark movie or Lifetime movie that you want to watch, let us know. You know, Christmas season is just around the corner because remember, Christmas movies start in October. And I like to call it our tax season. So if you have any suggestions, please throw them our way and we will watch. Oh, um, and I think that's it. I think it is too. All right. So until next episode, bye. Bye. Bye.